It's intern John. Football is back, and this commander season, there are huge prizes to be won at Safeway. Enter Safeway's Huddle Up and Win Sweepstakes. You could win up to $10,000 cash or autograph commander's merchandise. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at SafewayHuddleUpAndWin.com. Safeway makes sure commander's fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Safeway, the official supermarket of the Washington Commanders. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 5.50% APY on an 8-month CD special or 5.00% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. And welcome to another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you guys. I've got some free resources available for you on my website, firebornministries.com. We exist to see Jesus awaken this generation to the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're seeing some amazing things taking place right now. Like there's things taking place at a bunch of different colleges, Asbury, Lee University. So Asbury College, Asbury University. There's reports of Cedarville University being on fire for Jesus, just returning to their roots. Guys, I want to encourage you, draw near to Jesus, draw near to the Holy Spirit. Pray for these revivals that are taking place right here in the United States right now, that it fans out nationwide, even to secular universities for the glory of God. I have a free resource available for you called How to Receive the Baptism of the Holy Spirit. So that is available in the podcast description right here. If you're wanting the baptism with the Holy Spirit, if you want more biblical teaching on the baptism with the Holy Spirit, click on that link in the podcast description on How to Receive Baptism with the Holy Spirit. Guys, I'm excited for my special guest today. I have David Peterson, who's released a book called Journey to Forgiveness. This book has got 21 chapters, so it's like developing a habit takes about 21 days or so. So you could span it out one day at a time for 21 days, or you could just read straight through it almost like what I did just in about a day and a half or so. So David Peterson is an ordained pastor. He's a board certified chaplain, and he has multiple experience in being a chaplain at the police, at EMS, and in hospice as well. And he's the president of a Wave Dancer Media LLC. So please help me welcome David to Adventures in the Spirit. Welcome, David. Thank you so much for having me on. What a thrill. Oh, I'm thrilled too. This is going to be exciting. David, can you share some of your story? Uh, You know, I don't know how many people know this, but I've been a chaplain before. (laughs) Wow. You know, I've done some marketplace chaplaincies. There's this this kind of like a state thing that wasn't the National Guard in Virginia that I was a chaplain for for about a year or so, the Virginia Defense Force. But just with that, I saw that kind of had a mutual connection. How are you called into the ministry and then into a chaplaincy as well? Well, I'll tell you what, I've really appreciated my time in, in congregations, but I've also had this other love and appreciation for chaplaincy and the great opportunity it's a, a great opportunity to encounter people 
who don't necessarily have a church background. And I've in the process, I've found so many folks who really are very open to God, but perhaps they've been burned in the church or for whatever reason, they shy away from traditional church. And so it's a chance for me as a believer to live out my faith in a very secular place, whether that's hospitals, nursing homes, as you mentioned, police work, chaplaincy, and what have you. I figured when I, you know, had gone through my preparation and process for ordination that I was just going to end up in a congregation somewhere. And as you know, Jared, ministry is so broad. You never know where God's going to call you and how he's going to utilize your gifts, brokenness to be able to minister effectively. Yeah. The board certification stuff is kind of interesting to me about that process, the master of divinity and things like that. How long did it take you? Because it took me a little while. (laughs) So I actually had went out and I did three years of my master's of divinity after my bachelor's. And it was was a pretty liberal Lutheran (laughs) divinity school. I learned a lot of great stuff. So I had some frustrations. But then the Lord took me out of that for about five years. And it was kind of like my journey on, on the backside of the desert. It was a tough time. I, you know, there were times when I was sleeping in my car, sleeping in a men's shelter, whatever. And then God pulled everything together. I went back, finished my master's of divinity. So ultimately my master's took me instead of four years, eight to eight to nine year program, but God was in charge. And then on top of that, the board certification requires actually all total took about three years of a worth of clinical pastoral education and the association of professional chaplains is a rigorous it's a rigorous kind of thing but i think it helped me in some ways be able to to touch with touch base with folks right well touching base with folks i think that that's kind of how you came up with the idea or the inspiration for your book journey to forgiveness i mean as a chaplain you've seen and counseled numerous people who needed to learn how to forgive, how to be free. They were walking in depression. Chaplaincy isn't easy. You know, it takes a really special person to be there in the trenches, to be walking with people through grief, through trauma and things like that. So what inspired you to write the book, Journey to Forgiveness? It actually came out of need as I was encountering a hospice patient and hospice chaplaincy part-time for about 20 years. So God put this for a very remarkable young lady into my life. She's my age. And, you know, the dynamics adds in another facet when it's someone who's your age, who's in hospice. And so she had been very much traumatized as a child and then at various places in her life, young adulthood. And she said, as she was sharing her story, she, she said, well, how have you learned to forgive? And it got real. <laughs> and I said, well, I, I have a lot of hurt and a lot of brokenness inside. She was so surprised. And I said, Jesus is, I'm learning every day to surrender, continue to surrender to Jesus. And she said, can you teach me some ways to be able to forgive? And I said, well, I've a few ways, and I've always meant to write some of the additional ways I've learned. I've always tried to, meant to write those things down. She said, well, 
why don't you? <laughs> so I was like, well, okay. So over the next, I would say 20 years or so, not 20 years, I'm sorry, over the next 20 visits or so, we would get together and we talk about a different way of forgiving. And in the process, just different scriptures and different thoughts and insights. And there's actually one or two of my milestones to forgiveness. This young lady, Susan Watts, actually had some wonderful ideas. And it was a wonderful way for us to interact, for for her healing especially, and then that it's a lasting kind of legacy of what happened in the healing process. Because when she passed, yes, her body passed, but her spirit, she had come to a fullness of forgiveness and the bitterness that had been on her and the effects of that bitterness just lost their stronghold. And that's one of the things I, I've been so profoundly amazed with and being able to share out of my own story and how God can work that transformation. It's possible. Amen. Yeah, it is possible. Do you want the power of God to be evident in your life? Do you need to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Are you curious about the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues? And do you want it in your life? My wife and I have a free e-course available for you called The Baptism with the Holy Spirit, where you will learn the biblical truth and spiritual reality of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And you'll hear true stories of how people receive the promised gift. The videos in this e-course will expand your knowledge and understanding of the Holy Spirit baptism. You'll be drawn closer in relationship with the Holy Spirit and receive prayer and activation into the baptism with the Holy Spirit. You can also go through it with a small group of friends, a church class, or a discipleship group. You could download the accompanying PDF for each lesson and apply the principles to your life and take the action steps. Your faith will grow as you read the scriptures, watch the videos, and participate in the activation. The gift is for you. The gift is for today. The gift is to empower your spiritual life. We know that you will finish this course with the divine empowerment that comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So start your journey today. Go to charismacourses.com collections and click on Jared Lasky and enroll in the baptism of the Holy Spirit e-course. If someone came to you who's bitter, who's angry, who is struggling with, well, they've got unforgiveness in their life and they come to you and you realize, hey, if you want to be free, here are some of the first steps that you need to do. What would you say to them? First and foremost, I need to say, whatever your experience was, whatever that trauma was, it's real. Yeah. The Lord sees it. The Lord knows it. And he was there with you when it happened. Yeah. So acknowledging how real, I believe, is one of the first steps to recovery after being traumatized or whatever. And you know what? It doesn't have to be a major trauma. It can just be someone that snaps you off somehow and hurts you. And, you know, even family member, that's one of the toughest, you know, when that happens. But, you know, acknowledging that it was real to acknowledge that Jesus was there with you when that happened. And then I think another step is to say, Lord, where were you? Maybe Jesus in showing you that painful memory wants to show you where he was and what he was doing when that trauma happened. And so it becomes an opportunity instead of bitterness, that bitter root taking further root inside of us and growing up with the anger and the, the hurt and everything and controlling our lives 
taking authority over that. There's, you know, a number of things that I've just found helpful in taking authority over that. Oh, yeah. What are, what are those things to take authority over? You know, I believe that it, you know, one of the things I discovered in my own journey was just a simple saying, and I'll say it out loud. When that person comes to mind, I will say out loud, I release you from my judgment. I release you from my wrath. And you know what? I need to get what's out, what's in here out. I need to be able to hear it with my ears. And I need to be able to process that. And then I may even utilize a scripture that says, vengeance in my, is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. And to know that it is under the lordship of Jesus Christ. If I say Jesus is Lord, he is Lord over my past. He is Lord. He is going to be Lord. And I'm claiming him as Lord, that it will not control me. My identity is not in any form of self-medication. It's not in churning up more anger. I, I think those are a couple of things that are really, I've found helpful. What do you think? Oh, well, yeah. You know, what you're sharing here, these are some steps that I went through. It, I went through, well, I was Marine Corps. So I went to Iraq and Afghanistan. I experienced some things in there. And I walked through some darkness for about nine years. And here I was even going to seminary myself after some years of being out of the service. And even that was helping me restore my mind. I'll tell you what, man, you want to restore your mind on some things, learn another language, especially an ancient language like Koine Greek. <laughs> okay. But I still had a stuck point, you know, like I've done ministry, was part of ministry, you know, and was pursuing my own healing, you know. I was on a, there was a stuck point and I went to this weekend retreat for people who are suffering from PTSD and I jumped all in. And I remember after the prayer, you know, like, sure, I was already trained in, in some of these, count, you know, counseling techniques, these biblically based counseling techniques, but I just had this survivor's guilt and, and I'll, I'll share this. So, you know, I, I remember watching a Taliban bleeding and I had a moral injury because here I, I was a Christian, you know, even on deployment, I was a Christian, but I was just cold. I had no feeling seeing this enemy combatant being taken care of by our, by our troops because they brought him over and I just was cold and had nothing. And then I had this shame and this guilt that came probably months and months later, you know. So here it is some years later, about eight or nine years later, and, you know, I was you know, I had that survivor's guilt. I had that trauma. But Father Nigel, Father Nigel Mumford prayed for me. And then in this memory where the doctor or the, the corpsman were, were working on this Taliban, the corpsman became Jesus. And wow. he, looked, he looked at me and he says, I see you and I love you. This huge weight just lifted. Wow. And within a few weeks, I realized I was no longer taking my medication. I didn't need it. I realized yeah. I was healed. I still had just some very small, well, depression was gone. All that stuff was gone. I still had a little bit of anxiety and I knew that the keto diet helps. Boom. Jumped on that and was just pursuing health ever since. And that was in November of 2018. So I, I encourage people, you know, where do you see Jesus? 
I think mm-hmm. people will need to pursue counselors and, and you know, things like sure. that, biblically-based counselors from time to time. But you could do yeah. it yourself. Like, hey, stop, pause, look at this. I mean, we're not digging this up. It's just that this is where people are stuck, right? So they bring it up to the Holy Spirit, and they're like, Jesus, where are you at? Oh, look, there you are. Yeah. And he brings healing. What do you think? Thank you for sharing your story extremely powerful you need to write i don't know if you've written but i would love to hear more about that i also want to say thank you so much for your service to our nation i also need to tell you that obviously the moral injuries we don't necessarily see or think of among our service men and women but as i talk with our service men and women on a regular basis our church from virginia beach chesapeake I'm sure you can gather we're probably about 95%. So I feel in some ways I kind of like a military chaplain. But I've learned a little bit more about those moral injuries and the shame that can really attach itself to us and the healing that Taliban, a fighter, had. Jesus equally wants to bring healing to you. And I don't know. I got to tell you what, the enemy... All he wants to do is expose so he can shame. Jesus wants to reveal so he can heal. That's right. And he longs to reveal so he can heal. And we're not working. We don't have a taskmaster. He is not like that. He doesn't even drive sheep. He leads sheep. And he has that ability to bring healing. He saw the needed healing. And he knows what that is. But moral injury, I'm praying that in the development of this little book, that there's some stuff in there to bring comfort to folks with PTS and PTSD. Uh-huh. Like the 21 milestones I got and that I have lived through and experienced and just found what helped me. But in the development of this book, what I was surprised by was the learning that God led me through to understand more about brain science, how we remember our brain chemistry, not just that, but the positioning of our eyes, ears, nose, and mouth, and the way we take in information and where we process that. And then in the how memories, actually memory theorists now believe that we have imprinted memories that go back to in utero that we're able to pick up senses from our mothers. And one of the great things I had a chance to do some learning with Dr. Charles Kraft. Okay. He'd worked with Wimber and all that stuff. And just such a wonderful beloved man. And in fact, his staff wrote the foreword on journey to forgiveness. I think you probably saw that. Yeah. He did wonderful work on Two Hours to Freedom, and he really brought a lot of those in utero memories. And the way that memories, you know, have memories on a kind of linear, chronological, the chronos is more like on the kairos moments. And so we, we flip from experience to experience, particular impressions that get into our mind. Sometimes we get stuck in some of those memories. The great thing is, you know, while our brains are fantastic memory banks processing faster than any computer, Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit, 
you're not going to come back to that. The power of the Holy Spirit longs to bring healing and move us forward. Identity is not in that. Yes, they shape us and they form us, but it's actually his power to transform us is so much more real, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, your book, it brought up things about, you know, for me, of my emotional healing and healing of PTSD and things like that. But you shared some stories in it that I really enjoyed. Corey Tenboom, she was in a concentration camp. You know, I've read her book. I saw the movie that the Billy Graham wow. Association had released years ago. I personally want to see a new movie of that, like a remake of that that movie. Yeah. Because people need to know what happened back in World War II. And reading that, realize once again, wow, if she could do it, any one of us could do it. So can you share her story that you wrote about in your book? Absolutely. Corey and her family had been, she was a watchmaker's daughter, as I recall. During World War II in Holland, they had been providing a safe house for Jews that were escaping. And in the process, it was come to find out that they were indeed providing that. And the Nazis gathered the family up. I don't believe she ever saw her father again from that point, as I recall. She and her sister were imprisoned at one of the concentration camps. And while she's there, she saw her sister deteriorate so much. And eventually her sister passed in the concentration camp. She had such heartbreak and bitterness. And all of that was deep down inside of her. And now she had Jesus, which is so important that she had that root, that foundation of the Lord in her life and the hope that goes with that. But now fast forward to after she's been released and she's out doing ministry and she got sent back to Germany. I believe it was Germany. I may have been Holland. Please forgive me if I get this story right. And she's speaking and there's a number of people there and this one man came shoveling forward. When he's, when she saw her, I guess she just froze. It was one of the guards that had tormented her and her sister. So, And she said that was the moment when she realized that there was still that bitterness, coldness, and resentment still in there. So as he approached her with tears in his eyes, coming to faith in Christ himself, she's in the place where she's going to minister to him and she's like, God, I can't do it. How can I do it? And when she took hold of his hand, it became transformative because it was in that moment that she experienced so much healing herself. And she came to realize that forgiveness, what she couldn't do in the natural, simply by obedience of the will and the will of God in our lives taking over, she was able to lead him in Christ, lead him to Christ. The two of them just balled together. It was a very, very powerful story. I hope I didn't miss any of the important details. But I think whether it's that story or it's any number of stories that we surround ourselves of amazing forgiveness, it really does help the trajectory. And that's actually one of the milestones. Surround yourself with incredible stories of forgiveness. That's right. Well, surround yourself with incredible stories of forgiveness. I love that quote. So guys, I'm talking to David Peterson about his book, Journey to Forgiveness. 
you could have 21 milestones to freedom. So if you're suffering through unforgiveness, bitterness, rage, depression, anything like that, I want to encourage you guys to take the steps that he has mastered and put into this book. So Pastor David, if anybody is listening to this and they have some issues, unforgiveness, can you pray for them right now? And by faith, you know, it's going to be a mass prayer by faith to see them forgive and be free. Thank you. I'd love to. Just pray with me right now. Wherever you are, you need to understand that you, this appointment is not, this is a divine appointment. It is not by accident that we are together. So come Holy Spirit, release the power of the kingdom right here, right now. Go into the memory banks of each of us and show us where you were and what you were doing when we encountered whatever trauma it was. And Lord, I know this is is blanket, but Lord, you know each of us by name and you know each of our stories and you are longing to reveal yourself along the journey of where you were and what you were doing when we were hurt. Lord God, thank you that our identity is in you. It is not in the powers of self-medication, of anger, bitterness, shame or self-torment and we come against those in the name of jesus they're simply symptoms of our overreaching hurt they're simply symptoms we come against those and jesus even as you spoke peace of the troubled waters we speak peace you're the prince of peace in the name of jesus release and heal my memories lord help us to be strengthened as husbands and wives help us to renew our relationships as we encounter forgiveness. Lord, we've heard so many people tell us, well, you have to forgive. Lord, grant this opportunity to learn more, a way to forgive. Break those strongholds, unholy attachments to those memories. We say Jesus is Lord. We surrender. Thank you that in you there is no shame and there is no guilt because you have embodied all of that. Thank you that you love us with a love that even we cannot mess up. I thank you, Lord, for this time with Jared. I bless those that listen to him, that they may be strengthened, emboldened for service. They have closeness. I bless them to have closeness with their children, with their husbands, with their wives. And Lord God, let this Valentine's Day week and your love and your peace so permeate us in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Pastor David, thank you so very much. What is the best way for people to get a copy of the book and also to connect with you? Okay, great. I'd love to hear from folks. Um, My website is davidpetersonbooks.com. How's that for simple? davidpetersonbooks.com. Go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And the title is Journey to Forgiveness, 21 Milestones to Freedom. And I just so appreciate my time with you. I found a kindred spirit and a real brother. Again, I need to say thank you so much for your service to our nation and your families as well. It's a family ever. Yeah, well, you're welcome. I think we've got a bunch of other different types of connections. I was in Norfolk for seven years up until about a year and a half ago. And I worked with Scott uh, and Danette and all these people. Ken Gary, you know, he just went on home to Jesus this year. A bunch of other people in that area. So when I was, re- I was actually reading all the way through the book and I see your bio, I'm like, oh, he's in Chesapeake. Like, <laughs> I know, right? 
Do you come up this way at all? Yeah, yeah, I, I will. I will soon, actually. So love to connect. Have some coffee or something. Absolutely. You let me know when you're in town. And we'll definitely do that. I'll have you guys over to the house. I'm serious. Awesome. Well, thank you, David. Hey, guys, I want to encourage you to connect with David, davidpetersonbooks.com, and also get a copy of your book, The Journey to Forgiveness, and be set free in Jesus' name. And also subscribe to Adventures in the Holy Spirit. Well, Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky podcast available on all podcast platforms. May you receive the wonderful Holy Spirit and be blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you, David, for being my very special guest. God's peace. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.